What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today's episode is a little late. I had literally just finished recording the whole ass episode and was getting ready to edit when the power went out. And for some reason, Audacity is a piece of shit, and it completely lost all my file data. So here we are at round two, trying to bring you motherfuckers some updated information on some whistleblowers that have information for Congress that multiple different departments within the United States government are withholding, like illegally withholding information about UAPs. I also have to cross-reference some shit I found on a 4chan-style website that sounds very familiar and very similar to what these whistleblowers are saying. I may have some side rants later on, who fucking knows, <laughs> but here goes round two, guys. I'm getting a lot of my information from a website called thedebrief.org, and it basically just kind of talks about how a former intelligence official has given Congress and the Intelligence Community Inspector General extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possess retrieved, intact, and partially intact craft of non-human origin. David Grush is 36 years old, and check out his background. This is this guy's resume. He is a former combat officer in Afghanistan. He's a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO. He served as the Reconnaissance Office's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. Then, from late 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for the UAP analysis and its representatives to the task force. So this isn't just some fucking rando coming out of the woodwork with no fucking background. This fool has been around the quote-unquote intelligence communities for a very long time. So this is what this guy has to say. It's a lot of information, but there are other whistleblowers that have now come out after David Grush decided to let Congress in on a bunch of secrets. So let's dig right the fuck in. Basically, the UAP Analysis Task Force was established to investigate what we used to call UFOs. But as I'm sure most of you know, UFO is totally out and UAP is totally in. Now, if you were wondering, the task force was led by the Department of the Navy under the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. Grush basically said the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles, like whole ass vehicles, as he calls them, have been made for decades through the present day by the government, its allies, and defense contractors. So obviously, uh, the U.S. government has been bouncing around the world, the country, who knows, picking up some crashed vehicles and bringing it back for our lovely scientists to reverse engineer. The analysis of these, I guess, objects that they have retrieved has been determined to be, quote, of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin. Grush followed proper protocols and provided the Defense Office of Pre-Publication and Security Review at the Department of Defense with the information he intended to disclose in this interview on thedebrief.org. 
His on-the-record statements were all, quote, cleared for open publication. And just like a little side note, Grush helped draft the language on UAP for the fiscal year 2023 National Defense Authorization Act. Basically, this was a law that was signed into effect December 2022. Now, this provision basically states that any person with relevant UAP information can inform Congress without retaliation, regardless of any previous non-disclosure agreements. So since this act has been signed and, you know, made a fucking law, we've had a little bit like of a trickle coming in with the UAP whistleblowers. And I'll tell you about a couple more besides just Grush. But let's get back to Grush and what he's talking about. Now, when he was at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, Grush served as a senior intelligence capabilities integration officer, cleared at the top secret, secret compartmented information level, and was the agency's senior technical advisor for UAP analysis, transmedium issues. From 2016 to 2021, he served with the National Reconnaissance Office as a senior intelligence officer, you guys. So this fool had access to information, probably videos, probably a lot of shit. He actually led the production of the NRO's director's daily briefing. Grush was given a GS-15 civilian, the military equivalent of a colonel. Grush also served as an intelligence officer for over 14 years. He's a veteran of the Air Force. And he has numerous awards decorations for his participation in covert and clandestine operations to advance American security. (laughs) I'm buying that one totally. Now, somehow the debrief actually got their hands on a 2021 NRO performance report, which Grush was an intelligence strategist with multiple responsibilities who, quote, analyzed unidentified aerial phenomena reports and boosted congressional leadership intel gaps in understanding. He was assessed by the Reconnaissance Office Operations Center for Deputy Director as an adept staff officer and strategist and total force integrator with innovative solutions and actionable results. So these, this fucking guy, you guys, he prepared briefs for Congress about the UAPs. Now, in the statements that were cleared for publication by the Pentagon, Grush asserted that the UFO, quote, legacy programs have long been concealed with multiple agencies nesting UAP activities in conventional secret access programs without appropriate reporting to various oversight authorities. Oh, shocking. The U.S. government's hiding some shit. Anyway, he said he reported to Congress on the existence of a decades-long, publicly unknown Cold War for recovered and exploited physical material. It's basically a competition with near-peer adversaries. Over the years, to identify UIP crash landings and then go retrieve those materials because obviously they want to study that shit and reverse engineer the fuck out of them. So beginning in 2022, Grush provided Congress with hours, you guys, hours of recorded classified information transcribed into hundreds of pages. And this actually included specific data about the materials recovery program. At this point, Congress has not been provided with any physical materials related to the wreckage or other non-human objects. So just their reports have now been issued and sent out to Congress, and maybe these lazy fucks can stop stealing money for three seconds and read the reports. Doubt it, but who fucking knows. Grusha's investigation was actually centered on the extensive interviews with high-level intelligence officials, some of whom are directly involved with the program. He goes on to say the operation was illegally shielded from proper congressional oversight and that he was targeted 
and harassed because of his investigation. Apparently, these craft recovery operations are ongoing at various levels of activity, and Gru says he knows the specific individuals, current and former, who are involved. So I'm wondering, is this motherfucker going to start, like, name-dropping? Come on, let's get on it. Let's <laughs> give me these secrets, fucking Mr. Grush. Grush says individuals on these UAP programs approached him in his official capacity and disclosed their concerns regarding a multitude of wrongdoings, such as illegal contracting against the federal acquisition regulations and other criminality and the suppression of information across a qualified industrial base and academia. Grush here actually has a bunch of different type of associates in the, I would say, intelligence communities, the uh, armed forces that are backing up exactly what this guy is saying. Now check out this guy. I'm about to tell you about Carl E. Neal. He's a retired army colonel and current aerospace executive who was the army's liaison for the UAP task force from 2021 to 2022. He worked with Grush and characterizes Grush as, quote, beyond reproach. So this motherfucker, I'm sure he's got some skeletons in his closet, but he says Grush is beyond reproach. And he's not the only one, you guys. Christopher Mellon, who was in U.S. intelligence community for 20 years and served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, has worked with Congress for years on UAPs. He stated, quote, a number of well-placed current and former officials have shared detailed information with me regarding this alleged program, including insight into the history, governing documents, and the location where the craft was allegedly abandoned and then recovered. Mellon went on to say, however, it is a delicate matter getting this potentially explosive information into the right hands for validation. This is made harder by the fact that, rightly or wrongly, a number of potential sources do not trust the leadership of the all-domain anomaly resolution office that was established by Congress basically to kind of look into this shit. But since that legislation got passed that's kind of protecting the UAP whistleblowers, different insiders are now willing to take the risk of coming forward for the first time. There's Jonathan Gray, who's a generational officer of the United States intelligence community with top-secret clearance, who currently works for the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, where the analysis of UAP has been his focus. So we got another motherfucker that's like balls deep in the community of uh, secrecy, intelligence, and UAPs coming forward and saying, hey guys, there's some fuckery going on and people are illegally withholding information from Congress and then by proxy the fucking people of the United States. Here is a quote from Gray. It's kind of fucking crazy. Quote, the non-human intelligence phenomena is real. We are not alone. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomena, and yet global solution continues to elude us. Oh, wow. Shocking. The whole ass fucking global leaders couldn't find their ass with their own damn hand. <laughs> of course, they're not going to be able to come up with a plan that works for, oh, I don't know, letting the fucking world know that they've been retrieving crashed ass spaceships for decades. God forbid they just fucking tell the truth for once. Some of the other associates who voted for Grush said his information was highly sensitive, providing evidence that materials from objects of non-human origin are in the possession of highly secret black programs. Shocking. Although locations, program names, and other specific data remains classified, the Inspector General and Intelligence Committee staff were actually provided with the details. 
So several current members of the recovery program spoke to the inspector general's office and corroborated the information Grush has provided for the classified complaint. As of April 7th, 2023, that is when Grush actually left the government. And he said he wanted to advance government accountability through public awareness. And at this point, even a lot of the intelligence community still supports Grush. Now check this out. This is a, a quote from Carl Neal. That's the army colonel I was just telling you about. He stated, quote, his assertion concerning the existence of terrestrial arms race occurring sub Rosa over the past 80 years focused on reverse engineering technologies of unknown origin is fundamentally correct as it is the indisputable realization that at least some of these technologies of unknown origin derive from non-human intelligence. So this is a motherfucker that is an army colonel and worked on the UAP task force. And these are the kind of quotes he's giving people. In this article, there are several different quotes from people in the intelligence community basically backing up what Grush is saying. Now, a little bit about the lawyer that is now representing Grush. His name is Charles McCullough. He's a senior partner of the Compass Rose Legal Group in Washington. And check this out. The original inspector general of the intelligence community confirmed by the U.S. Senate in 2011. So at that point, McCullough reported directly to the then director of national intelligence, James R. Clapper. And he oversaw intelligence officers responsible for audits, inspections, and investigations. So it seems like from the people backing him up to his straight-up fucking lawyer, they all are involved in the UAP community, the fucking intelligence communities. According to the unclassified complaint in July 2021, Grush had confidentially provided classified information to the Department of Defense Inspector General, concerning the withholding of UAP-related information from Congress. He believes that his identity and the fact that he had provided testimony were disclosed to, quote, individuals or entities within the Department of Defense and the intelligence community outside the IG's office. He's now saying he suffered months of retaliation and reprisals related to these disclosures beginning in 2021. He asked that the details of these reprisals be withheld to protect the integrity of the ongoing investigation. Check this out. The Intelligence Community Inspector General actually found this complaint credible and urgent. So according to Grush, a summary was immediately submitted to the Director of National Intelligence, Abril Haynes, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, and the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. I'm pretty sure this motherfucking guy, he is legit. So he's had several investigations going. He has actually helped Congress draft different laws to protect UAP whistleblowers. But it's like you don't really hear much about this guy. Grusha's willingness to basically put it all out there and just fucking tell it how it is seems to kind of be inspiring other people with similar knowledge to come out in the name of greater transparency. We have Jonathan Gray, who's an intelligence officer specializing in UAP analysis at the National Air and Space Intelligence Center. And now he is speaking publicly for the first time. Check this shit out. Part of what Gray said was the existence of complex historical programs involving the coordinated retrieval and study of exotic materials dating back to the earliest 20th century, Jesus age, should no longer remain a secret. I happen to agree. 
He goes on to say the majority of retrieved foreign exotic materials have a prosaic terrestrial explanation and origin, but not all of them. And any number higher than zero in this category represents an undeniably significant statistical percentage. So he, I mean, he's just basically keeping it real. He's like, sure, not all of this shit is quote unquote non-human origin, but there is a percentage of this stuff that is non-human origin. Gray goes on to say a vast array of our most sophisticated sensors, including space-based platforms, have been utilized by different agencies, typically in triplicate, to observe and accurately identify the out-of-this-world nature, performance, and design of these anomalous machines, which are then determined not to be of earthly origin. Dr. Gary Nolan, who is a professor in the Department of Pathology at Stanford University, has actually applied some of these technologies to the analysis of exotic materials. And check this out. He published the first peer-reviewed paper examining these, quote, non-human materials. He stated, quote, human civilization was utterly transformed by something as small as a grain of silicone or germanium, creating the underpinning of the integrated circuits that underlie computation and now even artificial intelligence. One of the points a lot of these people that are coming out and trying to get, you know, the word to Congress have in common is that they think the United States has bullied other nations into maintaining the secrecy about, you know, collecting the UAPs, bringing them back, studying them, etc. as a kind of arms race. And Grush said it's dangerous for this 80 years arm race to continue in secrecy because it further inhibits the world populace to be prepared for an unexpected non-human intelligence scenario. When I'm reading all this, I'm not fucking buying every single word and neither should you. Like I always motherfucking tell you guys, go into everything with an open mind, but remain skeptical. And my healthy skepticism keeps screaming Project Bluebeam, bitch. So if you don't know what that is, Project Bluebeam kind of started back in the 90s as a theory where governments around the world were going to project images of the different religious icons, say Jesus or Muhammad, Buddha, etc., those type of religious icons, and basically kind of force the people to believe these things were real and deliver fucked up messages and get control. Well, that theory kind of morphed lately, and the newest updated version of Project Bluebeam theory is that the governments of the world would be projecting basically aliens, like an alien invasion coming into Earth which then would cause people to be scared. And like we just saw during Kabobo, please, please take my freedom. I'll give my rights up very happily and easily. So it's something along those lines. So when reading all this, I'm definitely keeping that in mind. And I'm not buying all of it. Fuck no. There may be a grain of truth or maybe a whole ass bowl of fried rice of truth in it. I don't know. You have to make your own decision. I'm just telling you about some interesting ass shit I just read. And now we need to move over to the cross-reference of 4chan. Now check this shit out. If you don't know what 4chan is, I mean, this one specifically isn't 4chan, but it's like a 4chan style site. You anonymously post, there aren't usernames, nothing like that. And the post I'm about to read to you is from April 24th, 2023. The anonymous poster starts this whole fucking thing off by saying, I have intimate knowledge of what the U.S. currently knows about the UFOs, minus the last two years. 
He continues, UFOs are primarily unmanned drones. UFOs are built to spec each time they are deployed. UFOs are created by a mobile construction facility that hides in the ocean. Construction facilities destroy anything that comes close to it and will disappear for days when approached aggressively. The U.S. believes the facility has been active on Earth for at least 100 years, but most likely much longer. This person actually gives everyone there on this forum the chance to ask any questions. And some of them were pretty fucking telling. I'm not going to read you the whole ass thing, but I'll read you the questions and answers that I thought were interesting. I thought actually one of the most interesting questions, is there a working theory on the origins? If so, care to elaborate? So the anonymous motherfucker goes on to say quite a bit, but we think the construction facility has been around since at least 4000 BC. And he basically kind of points points to sightings, paintings, and literature from the early eras of history. I'm sure you guys have all seen fucking ancient aliens. Somebody else asked, has any form of intelligible communication been established? Anonymous responds, yes. It also depends on your viewpoint. They mostly want very little to do with this until we start to talk about war and nuclear options. It's one of the reasons why you see them so often at critical events. And I'm sure you guys have heard about fucking these UAPs coming and fucking with like nuclear subs or carriers with nukes on them. I've heard about that a lot actually recently. One of the actually way more interesting questions, what is allowing them to fly so fast? What technology? Anonymous replies, gravity manipulation and the materials they are constructed from. What the fuck? I guess uh, Anonymous goes on to say, we think the construction unit is driven by AI. The response time to threats is almost instant and usually very calculated and well thought out. You should all pay attention to this. The majority of UFOs, as I mentioned previously, are built to spec and purpose. This is why they're always different sizes. The contents and equipment usually mimic the intended purpose, too. Kind of interesting question. Kind of funny. Can I approach the facility without being attacked? Really? You think you're really going to be able to approach a fucking UAP mobile fucking under ocean building site? Oh my God. Anyway, Anonymous replies, lol, the last unit we saw approach the facility didn't even have time to communicate they were being attacked before it was over. Someone kind of like asks a follow-up question to, you know, approaching this thing. They asked, What units have been lost approaching this construction machine? Why have they not sent a Seawolf to investigate? The Jimmy Carter with its nanotech. Anonymous says, everything you can think of, really. At one point, nuclear missiles were being toyed with again, and we deployed fighters and a sub with serious intent. Everything except the sub was lost. Another interesting question, how have they come to the conclusion that UAP being released are ET if they don't know what the UAP are to begin with or if there's nothing inside of them? It's a pretty big jump to go right to ET. Anonymous responds, they crash sometimes. Parts fail and gravity engines near the surface of the planet can be like crossing an intersection. We recover these and sometimes find passengers. We mostly see drones now. Back in the earlier days, we saw a lot more piloted craft. 
Now, that's kind of the uh, question slash answer that made me connect this 4chan question and answer sesh with these quote unquote whistleblowers in the UAP intelligence community. I definitely kind of feel like they're somehow related, maybe not exactly. This is David Gersh or whoever, but there were a lot of different people that were associates of Gersh who came out in support of what he was saying and bringing their own evidence up to Congress. So somebody, one of those people, who knows? Or maybe this is a fucking hoax. I don't know. I can't fucking, (laughs) I can't see through the computer. But I thought it all was pretty fucking interesting. Somebody actually kind of asks for more details on the unit that was approaching this under ocean building facility, like more details exactly what happened. Anonymous responds, normal approach details. Pilot was responsive and actively talking. The feed cuts out, pilot still talking, yet suddenly nothing. The poor guy likely had no idea it was a likely suicide mission. Based on what we've seen, the construction facility has far superior weapons than the UFOs do. This weapon destroys the matter it hits entirely. It also shits on anything electronic in the vicinity. One person asked, are aliens human or humanoid? Anonymous says, humanoid, very humanoid. Someone wanted to know if there was going to be any truly real disclosures anytime soon. And Anonymous says the Air Force is extremely frustrated with the lack of progress on their end. We felt similar, but are unable to share details with them. So that sounds like a big fucking no. Now I'm going to leave this question and answer sesh with something I found fucking hilarious. Somebody asks, how long until we can hang with the aliens? Anonymous responds, have any retarded cousins that destroy everything they touch? When do you want to see them again? (laughs) So apparently the aliens look at us like some retarded ass inbred hillbillies that fuck shit up. (laughs) And honestly, they're not too far off on most people. So guys, I will leave a link up to this whole fucking 4chan conversation. It's on Imager, so it's not like you actually have to go to a crazy conspiracy theory website. It's just straight up on Imager. And they've like kind of taken a continuous screenshot, so you see it all. And there's a lot more questions. There's a lot of interesting questions, but yeah, time sensitive, especially since now this is my fucking second, technically second episode I've recorded today. And I'm not even done yet. We still have to get into... Canada and what the fuck is going on up there. So now it's change of subject time. So to start off this whole little Canadian section, I found a fucking hilarious article in the Rolling Stone written by some fucking quackadoodle named Tim Dickinson, who sounds like a fucking tool. Anyway, the name of this article, this is fucking, this is just brilliant. UFOs, lasers, Antifa arsonists, wildfires spark new conspiracy theories. This fucking dipshit Tim Dickinson goes on to write, as millions contend with noxious smoke from unprecedented blazes north of the U.S., some insist the climate disaster is a coordinated plot. This motherfucker, he might as well be like reporting on Pizzagate or some shit. He like taps every little conspiracy box to like warn the NPCs of the crazy conspiracy theories. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this shit to you guys. It's just fucking hilarious. And then we'll get back to the actual questions about what the fuck is going on. So check this out. The official explanation for the weird ass fires that kind of all popped up at the same time are lightning strikes. 
And they're saying it's lightning strikes across unusually dry forests, igniting more than 100 out-of-control blazes in Quebec alone. This dumb shit from the Rolling Stone goes on to write, This info hits many smooth-brained denizens of the internet as a little too convenient. And he wrote that in, like, retard, like, capital L, just whatever, just some stupid shit. He goes on to say, The Tin Foil Hat Brigade has already ginned up a myriad of conspiracy theories to cast this disaster, not as an act of God, but as a part of a nefarious plot or two or three. So what really caused these fires? Was it space lasers, Antifa arsonists, the deep state cabal, aliens? This stupid motherfucker, he is obviously not actually trying to like talk about the different theories and what these theories are pointing to. He's just being a typical mainstream media twat. He probably sucks off Anderson Cooper every other night. Who knows? But he sounds like a fucking D-bag. So Tim Dickinson of the Rolling Stones, get fucked. I mean, your stupid NPC article is perfect for the NPCs of the world. But luckily for me and people like me, we have brains that critically think and know your fucking stupid cheap tricks. Like, come on. You couldn't think of anything better to say than like QAnon lasers from outer space. So whatever. That's all the time I want to waste on a bunch of fucking douchebag shit from the Rolling Stone. Anyway, so I have heard about different conspiracy theories popping up regarding these fires. Now, have you guys seen the fucking video where these fires are all starting nearly simultaneously and it's just fucking going up in flames? So there's a couple ideas. Now, I'm not going into like how it was actually caused. I'm talking about like why this is happening, why all these fires just started being set throughout Canada. And a lot of people seem to think that it is kind of like a precursor for a climate change lockdown. If you've seen pictures of New York lately, the sky is like just straight up brown. It fucking looks horrible out there. So, of course, these lovely authorities in New York are telling people they should probably shelter at home and not come out because it's too dangerous. Like, whatever, get fucked. People do it every single day in India and you don't see them dead. They're fucking living to be fucking like 900 and shit over there. So, I don't know, people just think it is literally a precursor to the climate lockdowns that the fucking globalist twats have been threatening for the last couple of years. I'm sure fucking Bill Gates busted a nut when he saw all the fucking smoke blowing on New York. He's like, yes, we cannot waste this opportunity. And that's if it really was like naturally starting fires. I don't know. I haven't seen an explanation where I'm like, yes, that is fucking it. I don't know. But I do have the video. It's like a satellite video when these fires all kind of kick off and it's fucking crazy. I'll actually, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's to an Instagram post of mine. Tell me what you guys think. Fucking come to Instagram or fucking send me an email or go to my Reddit sub, which is r slash vanished in the valley. Tell me what your fucking ideas are, because I really am on the fence about this one. I want to know what could cause that many fires all at the same time. It's fucking crazy. And side note, before we move on to our next subject, Justin Trudeau is a tool. So to do something a little bit different on this episode, I am going to leave you guys with probably my favorite quote in the history of quotes. A curmudgeon's reputation for malevolence is undeserved. They're neither warped nor evil at heart. They don't hate mankind, just mankind's absurdities. 
They're just as sensitive and soft-hearted as the next guy. But they hide their vulnerability beneath the crust of misanthropy. They ease the pain by turning hurt into humor. They attack maudlinism because it devalues genuine sentiment. Nature, having failed to equip them with a serviceable denial mechanism, has endowed them with acute perception and sly wit. Curmudgeons are mockers and debunk whose bitterness is a symptom rather than a disease. They can't compromise their standards and can't manage the suspension of disbelief necessary for fiend cheerfulness. Their awareness is a curse. Perhaps curmudgeons have gotten a bad rap in the same way that the messenger is blamed for the message. They have temerity to comment on the human condition without apology. They not only refuse to applaud mediocrity, they howl it down with morose glee. Their versions of the truth unsettle us, and we hold it against them, even though they soften it with humor. That is a quote from a writer, John Winokur. And I think it's fucking brilliant. It's been my favorite quote since I was about 20 years old. It just kind of fits. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, guys, we've come to the point in the podcast where I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. You ready for this shit? We have got California in the lead with Washington in second and Pennsylvania in third. As far as our international peeps, we have the UK, Canada, Australia, and Brazil. What's up, Brazil? Haven't seen you guys on the front page for days. So that's what's up, you guys. If you have any information I should check out, you can send me an email at vanishinthevalley at gmail.com or go to Reddit, check out my sub, r slash vanishinthevalley. You can try out the Instagram page at vanishedathena. And if you go up to the top where the bio is, I actually have a link to the Instagram page I'm using more so right now because it's <laughs> it is less shadow banned than the Vanished Athena page. But you guys hit me up with some rabbit holes to go down. Or if you want any of the documents I talk about, I will happily send them over to you. And like I said earlier in the show notes, I'm going to leave a link so you can read the whole fucking 4chan style Q&A as well as a link to the Instagram page that I have the Canadian forest fires all erupting miraculously at the same time. So until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. 